Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Poetry Focus Podcast. Today we'll be looking at another poem by Robert Browning entitled My Last Duchess. And as we saw with Browning in our previous poem, Porphyrius Lover, this is another one of his dramatic monologues. So what I want you to look at as you're focusing on this poem is not so much the storyteller as the audience. Um, you, the reader, but also the kind of unnamed, unknown audience who's accompanying this, uh, this duke as he takes a tour of his building. So here's the poem, uh, and then we'll be back to say a few words at the end. My Last Duchess by Robert Browning. That's My Last Duchess painted on the wall, looking as if she were alive. I call that piece a wonder, now, Fra Pandolf's hands busily a day, and there she stands. Will it please you sit and look at her, I said? Fra Pandolf by design, for never read, strangers like you, that pictured continence, the depth and passion of its earnest glance. But to myself they turn, since none puts by the curtain I have drawn for you, but I. And seemed as they would ask me if they durst, how such a glance came there. So not the first, or you to turn and ask thus, sir, t'was not. Her husband's presence only called that spot, of joy into the duchess's cheek, perhaps. Fra Pandolf chanced to say, her mantle laps, or my lady's wrist too much, or paint, must never hope to reproduce the faint, half-flush that dies along her throat. Such stuff was courtesy, she thought, and cause enough for calling up that spot of joy she had, a heart, how shall I say, too soon made glad. Too easily impressed, she liked whate'er she looked upon, and her looks went everywhere. Sir, t'was all one, my favor at her breast, the dropping of the daylight in the west, the bough of cherries some officious fool broke in the orchard for her with a white mule. She rode with round the terrace, all and each would draw from her alike the approving speech. Or blush, at least, she thanked men, could, but thanked? Somehow I know not how, as if she ranked, my gift of a nine-hundred-year-old name with anybody's gift. Who'd stoop to blame this sort of trifling? Even had you the skill in speech which I have not to make your will quite clear to such as one and say, Just this or that, and you disgust me, hear you, miss, or there exceed the mark, and if she let herself be lessened so nor plainly set, her wits to yours forsooth and made excuse. E'en then would be some stooping, and I choose never to stoop. Oh, sir, she smiled, no doubt, whene'er I passed her, but who passed without? Much the same smile. This grew. I gave commands. Then all smiles stopped together. There she stands. As if alive, will it please you rise? We'll meet the company below. Then, I repeat, the count, your master's no munificence, is ample warrant that no just pretense of mine for dowry will be disallowed. Though his fair daughter's self, as I avowed, at starting is my object, Nay, we'll go, together down, sir, notice Neptune, though, taming a seahorse, thought a rarity, which Klaus of Innsbruck cast in bronze for me. So we've got a nice little strange rhythm here of couplets, um, which is, is kind of broken by the story itself, but I want to focus on the audience. The audience is us kind of listening in, eavesdropping, as this duke takes his, this emissary uh, from a distant count, um, who is trying to arrange a marriage between the duke uh, and this and this duchess, okay, this new-to-be duchess. 
Um, one can only imagine the reaction that's on the emissary's face. Obviously, he doesn't want to offend, but it becomes very clear that this duke has had his wife murdered because of her show of disloyalty, her flirtatious um, aspect. And so as we put ourselves in his spot, we can imagine um, the glances, the, the confusion, the startled uh, look on his face as the duke tries to explain this, and he tries to keep um, everything kind of cool and playing it uh, to the vest. And so I can imagine he can't wait to get out of there, and I don't see where this marriage will be approved. At least this emissary has news to give his count. So think about that as you, um, as you encounter other poems. We often have ourselves as an audience, but there may also be a third unnamed person uh, or group of people who are also listening in or maybe targeted, uh, particularly in, in Browning poems like this. All right, you can find a copy of this poem and some of the other um, ideas about it on our website at EliteLiteraryBookGroup.com, and we'll see you next time.